Today's scripture reading is from Hebrews chapter 2. We must pay closer attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding, and every transgression and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation was first announced by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him and was affirmed by God through signs, wonders, various miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. For it is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking, but somewhere it is testified in these words, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor, and placed everything under his feet. When God subjected all things to him, he left nothing outside of his control. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor, because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting for God, for whom and through whom all things exist, to make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. He says, I will proclaim your name to my brothers. I will sing your praises in the assembly. And again, I will put my trust in him. And once again, here am I and the children God has given me. Now, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not the angels he helps, but the descendants of Abraham. For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, in order to make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And this is God's word. Yesterday's reading in Hebrews chapter 1 emphasized to us that Christ is superior to angels, like really superior. He is the Son, and they are the servant messengers, as we saw last time in Hebrews chapter 1. That does not mean, however, that angels are unimportant. Far from it. The end of chapter 1 said they are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. We saw that in chapter 114. Today's reading in chapter 2 picked up on that truth and told us to be careful not to drift away from Christ. Verse 2 of chapter 2 told us why we should be careful not to drift away. Angels may not be as great as Jesus, but look at the kind of judgment people faced when they ignored the message angels brought them. And you can think here of Sodom and Gomorrah. So verse 3 told us, if God punished people who disobeyed the message of angels... What will he do to those who ignored the salvation that Jesus taught us about? The answer is that he will punish us. He will punish those who ignore his salvation 
with even greater severity. Verses 3 and 4 told us that the message Jesus taught was also validated by those who heard him. In other words, the apostles. And it was validated by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the gospel is not a made-up idea, and the threat of punishment for ignoring the gospel is not an empty threat. Instead, God provided plenty of proof that Jesus' message is valid. That proof consisted of the eyewitnesses of his life and the teaching and miracles that Jesus did to authenticate his message. Beyond the threat of punishment, though, there is great blessing for those who believe the gospel and follow Jesus Christ. Verses 5-8 through tell us that God is going to take out of those who believe the gospels some to become rulers in the world to come. Although it hasn't happened yet, Jesus provides evidence that God will bless us in the future. This evidence is described in verse 9. Jesus was humiliated to death on our behalf, but now he has been raised to glory and honor. Speaking of Christ's humiliation, the author of Hebrews wants us to know that everything Jesus suffered was to bring us into God's family. And despite our sins and rebellion against God, Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters, according to verse 11. His willingness to call us his brothers and sisters stems not from anything we did to become worthy. It comes from his atonement for us on the cross. We see that in verse 9, verse 14, and verses 17 through 18. So don't turn away from Jesus. Even if the cost becomes high to follow Christ, and we experience persecution for Christ, don't turn away from him. Turning away from him means eternal punishment, but trusting him means enjoying the acceptance and fellowship of being Christ's family, as well as the promise that we will reign with him in his kingdom. It is true that following Christ can be painful and costly in this life, but that cost is so temporary and so cheap compared to what Christ did to redeem us and compared to all that he offers us in him. So don't be discouraged today if your faith costs you something in this life. Instead, let that cost strengthen your faith in Jesus because of the promises he's made to us. I hope that helps you today. I hope it encourages you and strengthens your faith. May God bless you. We'll see you next time.